That's how we do music all the time, every time. Post America, 2016. We ain't hicks, but we living in the hills. Up here, a bunch of drug addict, white trash. I'm the pills. Guess what? We got the knowledge, baby. We got the knowledge. Joe, you ready? Yeah, man. This is a conversation that I did without you guys as a a a test of our audio equipment. And uh, this is me talking to Colin Young of Twitching Tongues. And um, it went very well. What a nice kid, that kid. He is a nice kid. I really love that dude. Class act. And uh, it was a good conversation. I learned a lot about one of my two favorite brothers. I'm anxious to hear this. From Twitching Tongues. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. And then uh, we got another little treat for you after this. Oh, shit. Boom. Kick that. I'm sitting here with with uh, Colin Young of Twitching Tongues. Hey, and we were just discussing the phenomenon of how you hate someone that you never met and you've never seen before in your life, but the instant you meet them, the instant you catch they they come you into your know. peripheral, you're like, I fucking hate this. You guy. have no choice but to hate because I don't know, man. Their existence, it's it says fuck you just by looking at you so it's like no fuck you what is, well, there's a particular person we're talking about which I won't I don't even know his name so I can't mention his we name can't, we don't know but the, the, this, this guy the way he presents himself is in a way that he's trying to shock you and unsettle you I think that's is true it, right and instead he's just pissing me off yeah <laughs> so he's his he he, he has certain uh, uh, piercings he's, tattoos he's things straight, like that he's got some mods my some, body some mods. facial mods going on that just what what are you doing bro well that's what he's doing he's trying to he wants, unsettle you he wants to scare you he wants to he wants us he wanted to inspire a podcast he wants to make you uncomfortable yeah and, he and did. what he did in is me actually off. inspired a podcast yeah. so while we're talking uh i'm we're we're on the persistence tour 2016 it's true. um it's Awesome so Great. far. Two days in. The the best thing is just hanging out with people that I really, 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 really like. We're sitting in a lounge on some comfy chairs. Yeah. With sipping some beverages. I don't have a beverage. I Joe's, got a little, Joe's little got coffee. A beverage, so I got a nice little fresh coffee. He I made it out. I you drink it. coffee? No, not really. I know you fuck with McDonald's. I love McDonald's. Okay. I also love Red Bull. So. So do you? Uh, how you don't you don't have nothing that you need to like wake you up in the morning? Nothing like that. When I do, like, if I'm working and I'm doing, like, super early shifts, sometimes I'll have, like, 32 ounces of Red Bull to get me going. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of Red Bull. Yeah, no, it is. But that's, like, a 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. shift. Yeah. That's, what do you what do you do when you work when you're uh, home? I do production on a couple different reality shows, mainly Big Brother. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's is, cool. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. There's definitely worse things to do. That show's been uh, long. That's a long-running show, right? Yeah, this was season... 
Wow. I think season 18 is next. That's fucking crazy, yeah, man. Crazy. Now, I'm not too familiar with Big Brother except for in the very beginning yeah. where it was like, they, they tr- it was kind of like a grown up real world, right? Yeah, that's pretty much real. Like, th- that's not the show where they like eliminate people no, and shit like no, that. Yeah, is they, they eliminate each other and the winner gets like a half a million dollars. Really? Yeah. How do they? What, what do they? How do they eliminate each they other? They have like, like comp- the... competitions, and then they they like vote each other out and stuff. It's wild. Wow, that's my that's my whole life in the summers. That's awesome. June to like September. That's cool, man. That's I always wild. picture myself having a job in like the entertainment. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? Come on over. But I, I, the the only way I know how to entertain is on stage with Wisdom and Chains or something yeah. like that you know what I mean I don't even know if I know how to do that so oh you do oh thanks you clearly do <laughs> well thank you um now you alright this is a uh, for sentimental reasons I hope that <laughs> I I'm not gonna I, acknowledge it but I hope no, that's true no we can acknowledge it I did just fart he did yes, just fart on the bus continue about two feet from my head <laughs> I heard it I hope you heard it too yes um for sentimental reasons, sure. okay, twitching tongues is very uh, is important to me. Right. We talked about this earlier about how I feel the same way about Wisdom and Chains, and that's I, I appreciate that. And we went on a tour probably three or four years ago. Four, I think four years ago, and uh, just it just kind of clicked between us right away. You know, we were we were a young band. It was our first year of touring. Uh, Wisdom and Chains, strength for a reason, decided that we. We're worthy enough to join them <laughs> to join them in Canada, and it was awesome. Like two bands that you know we'd liked for a long time that we developed these immediate personal bonds with, and we've been friends ever since. We've been you know we've, we've sent each other our new records before hand, and you know talked about them, talked about talked about writing music, talked about all spectrums of things. And yeah, it's been great. Um, you know what was funny about that first tour? Everybody was telling me before the tour, like, oh, you got to hear Twitching Tongues. They sound just like Life of Agony. <laughs> That's what people were saying. You sound just like Life of Agony. And then, <laughs> like, so that, the first time I heard you was the first show we played together. Right. And I was like, they don't sound anything like Life of Agony. Like, do you do you think you sound I mean, like Life of Agony? I think people just associate a hardcore band with clean vocals. With There's only, like, three things that they know. Yeah. Life of Agony, Only Living Witness, and I don't fucking know the third one. But I don't know. I, I would say more, if I had to gun to my head and make a comparison, I would say um, Typo Negative. Yeah, well, that's... that's If, if our, I had to. That's been our biggest influence from the start. But but honestly, you don't even... You don't sound like... No, especially, you sound like, especially now. You sound like Twitching Tongues. That's what I'm talking about, man. You, t- only, you sound like Twitching Tongues. I love that. And there's really no... I, I don't know who to compare you to. There's no comparison because cool you you're doing such a uh, it's such a unique style Thank where you. you're you're not ripping off riffs of other bands. It's like it's like metal ish. Mm-hmm. It's no well the new record's very very metal. We're stealing some riffs, but it's just from shit from shit that we don't. That's not in our world, so people will never know. You know? And the, and the vocals though, <laughs> yeah, the vocals are very unique. Thank you. And then, like you, like the way you sing is very clean. It's very like soulful, and uh, it has like a sad feel to it. Like the, I'm a sad when, guy. It's a, oh, come here, man. You know? <laughs> we just hugged. That's all right. That was a hug. 
Don't be sad. I'm not bro. a sad guy. Joey's here. Uncle Joey's right. here. You don't gotta be sad. I'm now. sad when I'm in the when I'm in the creating process. But other than that, I'm chilling. Yeah. Um. That's that's interesting. You said that because I, for, for the longest time, it's probably before I had a family, before I had kids, especially. Mm-hmm. Um. The only thing that I wanted to write about when I had to sit down and write a song, mm-hmm. the only thing that I, would inspire me was sadness or anger. That Dude, was that's because think about like when we when we listen to music, it, it's hard for me at least to relate to just bullshit about being happy and like having a great time. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I want I want to feel I want to feel. A, a person's real emotions when I listen to music so I need to hear like either the most aggressive thing in the world or the saddest thing in the world to, to develop a real emotional connection to something like you can like a song loosely where they're talking about partying and having a great time but it's like that's not going to be your favorite song but you, you get this you get you get a bond to a piece of music when it when it brings you to you know a, a low or or high point in your life yeah. Through, if, yeah, just through if, if you connect with a song yeah. that's about partying and whatever, raging then, then, and then things good like for that. You. That's cool. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. You're yeah. either you either haven't looked deep enough True. into music or you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. the two things. So not that there's anything wrong with those songs and those are real things that people go They're through. Cute, if you yeah. wanna you wanna write about your life and that's a big part of your life, totally. that's awesome. Write about it. But if you're trying to connect people like on a on a uh, almost metaphysical level a spiritual level a uh, like a the uh, something that's gonna stick with them that they forever th- they think of when they wake up in the morning Straight when they up. go to bed at night like they're gonna that make kind it their music. damn alarm clock you know you they... you want to go a little deeper than that true um, while we're here so I said this to you earlier in the night but right. your song preacher man yes is uh, especially when I watch you sing it when I see you do it live it is like every time I'm on the verge of tears okay so I don't know what the song is about I, I kind of do yeah. obviously through the lyrics but very, you, very literal are you comfortable talking about yeah, that talk would, about you, would you explain um, that yeah I mean you say you get emotional when you hear it and we talked about this earlier how that's like that's wild for me because it's such a specific uh, thing in my life that I felt nobody could relate to and and like what so when that song gets a crazy reaction at like a festival or something and like a hundred something people are singing along that gets me like I can barely finish the song because I'm because it's fucking me up just thinking about people being able to relate to that right so uh, you know we've we've talked about it and and moved on but that song was my way of dealing with my mother leaving my father for a priest when I was a kid uh, and it was it was something that didn't really hit me until uh, when I was like 18 or 19 my dad's lung collapsed and like I thought we were gonna lose him and we had this whole long conversation about about that thing you know his thoughts and like I heard all these things that I had never heard before because I was so young when it was all happening that I, I didn't really get it while my older brothers you know, totally got it and just never really talked to me about it because we ended up having to 
having to stay with my mom and the, the priest guy a lot because my my dad worked out of town uh so that you know that was tough until eventually one day he said fuck this we're all moving to california which was the coolest thing ever and you know i'm thankful every day that he did that even though i love connecticut i do love connecticut but uh yeah, that was that was a a big crazy thing. You know, I had we had to show my mom the song, and you know she cried. It was this whole thing, but she was she was glad that it could be channeled into art, as she is also a musician and uh, understands now why we did that. And the song Asylum Avenue on the on the newer record is kind of a direct sequel to that. And when she saw the song title, she just went, "Oh God, what's this one about?" So that was funny. That's fucking cool. I mean, like now that you said that, it's like that's great, man. Like I'm putting two pieces together now. That's that's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah that's crazy. That had to be like a traumatic kind of a thing. It it's was, very bizarre it, that you that she left for a, for a priest yeah, too. That's right. Who is who is now back in the priesthood somehow after that? That's bizarre. Ago. Now I did notice like. You definitely have like a uh, almost like a sarcastic view of religion. Yeah. In in your songs, like it's it's like it's a crap, uh, yeah. The, the fact that the the people who who uh, who run it and who uh, you know the, their main the main people. Fuck. How do I how do I phrase this? Well, you think about that. I'll, I'll say something yeah, for a you second. Do that. Um, that's another thing why I connect with Twitching Tones. Because right. I grew up, uh, people who listen to this uh, know that I, I grew up in a very religious house too. I grew up in a, very, in a Jehovah's Witness family. Wow. Okay. And, that's um, brutal stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very fucked up. Um, For a kid. It's... The, the religion itself is very basic, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever Christian religion. It's very similar to most other Christian religions. Yeah. But, the way that it's fucked up is there's an uh, there's a cult like totally aspect to it that goes above and beyond what your your Catholics, Baptists, the Protestants do. It goes above and beyond what they do, where it creates a wedge between everyone in your life and you, wow. because God comes first. Yeah. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. parents and children, between parents and children, wow. between children, between brothers and sisters, uh, between best friends, between anyone. God so first. If, Numero if, uno. Yeah. So if you if 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 I grow up in a house and I like listening to rock music mm -hmm. like I did, uh, and you know, my my dad finds uh, let's say for instance he found a uh, a strife tape one time. He mm -hmm. found a strife tape in my room. And he heard, uh, he listened to it and said the word fuck or whatever. It said something like that on it. And so he s smashed up the tape, okay, and threw it in the garbage, had this long talk with all, me we, about... We've all got one story like that. <laughs> yeah. If, especially if you grew up in any sort of religious house, yeah. it's, it's inevitable. The, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, End of Days, was smashed. By <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a good one. So... Um, so what it does no, now I have to choose okay hmm. I'm forced to choose between God and the th God hates strife <laughs> so hates are you gonna strife. pick God or strife clearly I chose yeah. strife yeah. but uh so now that there's a wedge between me and my parents okay 
between because the, the, the in reality the wedge is God mm. in reality yeah. but they make you think it's the, the it's thing trying. you want to do that's keeping you from God but in reality it's it is God it's this yeah. religion that's the thing keeping totally. me from uh, but uh I think I got sidetracked there but the, <laughs> I, I I relate to you on on another level because yeah. of that um, very important thing in my life I don't I, I kind of I've definitely let go of most of the anger that comes along with it. Yeah, I that's just the thing. I just turned thirty nine right. a couple days ago and I rarely think about it when because I was five, thirty nine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, yeah. What uh my life right now is so fantastic yeah. not to brag, that's but I great. just I love where I'm at right now. It's Me too, so man. great. I love where you're at too, man. Um thank you man. <laughs> I have I have two fucking badass kids. Oh, they're awesome! I so love cool. them. Uh, my wife is the shit. I my love her. Wife is the shit. I got cool dogs. I got a cool got, house, man. I got I got I got I, got, I, got, I, uh, I adopted my my girlfriend's two cats. Nice. So that's great. She's great. Shit rocks. Uh, yeah, when I see <laughs> uh, when I see you on uh, Instagram or whatever, I just see you having fun with your girl and We're enjoying life. Time. And I'm like, man, that's great. This guy deserves to be it, happy and in it. love. You know. We're just doing our freaking thing, rocking. You know, it's that's the thing. Is like when I when I get into the the music creating process, I have to channel all these these dark feelings from the depths of my soul. But then I, you know. I now that that's done, it's like I'm just this happy dude all the time. Yeah, that's sick. It feels good, right? It feels great. <laughs> it feels good to be yeah. to be happy. To it, be, does. it feels good to be nice to people. It yeah. feels good to be like you know a, a good person. Like Absolutely. it just feels nice, you know. I agree. Um, one other thing uh, before we well, this doesn't stray too far from what we were talking sure. about. Sure, unless you want to add to to. Uh, what you were saying before oh, yeah. about the religion well, I, yeah, and all it's just, that. you know the people at the helm can so quickly turn and 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 drop out like they don't they're the people telling you everything you're being told went through a fucking learning process to get it's they're not dude i have no idea how, it it's just it drives me nuts man like they they're put in these positions of 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 sacred power that that can so easily be quit and and lost and people devote their entire lives to listening to them yeah like the words they're saying are the absolute truth like everything that they're reading from the scripts and the scriptures and shit are are historic truth you know and it's insane you know like to look at Look at in the Bible where people lived to be like 900 years old and shit. And then you look at the fucking 1800s, people living to like, till they're 30, you know? Yeah. It's like, what happened? Come on. Grow up. Yeah. And at the end of the day, people are blindly following these leaders with, these, with this divine power. Yeah. But at the end of the day, those leaders are exactly the same dude, as you. Absolutely. Just a dude... Or dude that, who, who eats wants pizza to, yeah, and wants he eats to fuck pizza some in the yeah. He's trying to fuck. He's trying, you know, or girls, kid. kids, kids boys, pizza? whatever. <laughs> oh shit! We're um. So we have uh, we have people following themselves. Yeah. At the end of the day, and so how you know that's that's. 
insanity. Regular fucking people who are appointed to these insane, ancient, stupid positions. They don't know. They don't know anything you don't know. Nope. They just say it from a stage. They read the same so book. So it sounds believable. Yeah. Um. All right, that's enough about that. I don't sure. want to the anger starting to I bubble know. up again, man. <laughs> so, another thing, another reason why I I connect to twitching tongues, right. okay, is this beautiful, absolutely beautiful bond between you and your brother. Hey, thanks, man. So, I don't know, I, you know, I'm not around you guys all the time, right. and it's hard for me to see... Uh, it's hard for me to picture you guys not getting along and not not uh, wasn't, being good friends. It wasn't always so easy. Uh, he's older than you, yeah? yeah? He's how, like how much four older? Four years, I think. Okay. So growing up, you know, he was kind of a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big brothers t- oh tend to do God, that. Oh, God, he was a prick. I got whooped. But I, I reached this point, I think I was like 16 or 17, when I, you know, I really... I, well, I started playing drums when I was like 14, and a couple of years later, I was I was decent enough to play in, in a band with him, and he was like, "All right, well, fine, we'll try it," you know. Uh, so eventually, I, I joined a band with him for the first time, and then you know, every pretty much everything we've done musically has been together since. And like you know, we live together right now. And it, writing music with him is just so easy because it's just me and my brother in our garage, basically. You know, one of us has an idea, and it'll through the demoing process, one or two, one to three times, it'll become a, a full song, and it, it just feels very feels very natural and easy. Like we're never, we don't like schedule time to write. You know, it'll be like, hey, I got this part, and it'll be like, well, let's let's expand. Yeah, and then it'll, a day later, it'll become a song. Yeah. Fuck, that's beautiful, man. Awesome. I love it. That's really cool. You know what's cool is uh, so what my my first band I did, ever did. I was was with my older brother, mm. and uh, at the time, you know when I you know I was like kid, and uh, I didn't realize like what that that music could actually take me to yeah. sitting on a tour bus in Europe Dude, talking to my friend Colin. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But uh, at the time, in. I'm just bouncing around. You know. Locally in Pennsylvania yeah. with my brother uh, Evan, our bass player in Wisdom and Chains, he was uh, he was also in that band yeah. and a couple other friends of ours. And um, being in a band with my brother was very special mm-hmm. to me because yeah. it was right. A, it was it was a few years after I started to think he was the coolest guy in the world. Right. You know what so I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that happened right around. The, I was I was probably. You know, twelve or thirteen, and he actually started showing me like, like the Ramones, that's cool, Minor Threat, and uh, you know he was he was giving like kind of feeding me this stuff. One hundred percent of the things that became yes, exactly, your life exactly, and so then we started this band together yeah. and it was it was, was like, fucking yes! fun as hell and yeah. he's like you know like I'm rocking with my brother and this is so cool I right. think we, we could do this forever it, feel, totally. it feels like you know what I mean yeah. um, you know life happens and this and that my brother actually moved out by he's out in Orange County by really? Hill. yeah um, but he's uh, my brother's the shit I love my That's brother awesome. Simon he's, he's awesome I have I have two other brothers and a mm. sister also but but Simon was my older brother you that I like you were the one and you guys were the type right yeah and so 
when I see you guys and you're doing it and you're like on the road with your brother True. and you're like for like six years now, I'm man. sure you guys bicker here and there about this and that totally. maybe but like I never see it it just to me it just yeah. looks like oh man these We're guys really chilling. love each other yeah. and they're like and we doing do. music on a genetic level. That's like, true. You know, you're like... It is, I mean, it, it really is. We, we have a similar brain when it comes to, to writing things. So, but, it, but they're also just different enough at the same time where it's like, I'll come up with something and he'll do this thing that I never thought of. And I'll be like, oh my God, yeah. Or, you know, he'll do something and I'll kind of simplify it and it'll be like, hey, there it is. Now you play everything, right? Yes. Okay. Um... Uh, your new record Disharmony yes. fucking awesome thank you it's, it's the, to me it's the most complete sounding of all the Twitching Tongues uh, um, offerings it's I'm, the most it's the, the best written too. song thank and it's you. the best recording it's just it's it's on another level like I liked it before and now it's like it's another level I appreciate that um, a lot who's who's responsible for <laughs> I, let me start with the riffs sure. because the riffs are yeah, the riffs are wild. fucking real. Uh, I'd say for the most part Taylor, but uh, every song is like he and I structure the whole thing, sit down and like figure out what we want before we go into writing it. You know, like we'll want this a crazy like Slayer Candlemas song, which was the title track. We'll, we want this like Bolt Thrower Demolic song, which is the next song, and then. We want this like Cannibal Corpse, Candlemas thing again. That's the next song. It's, we'll, we'll go into each song with a general idea, and and he'll come like, hey, I got this riff, or I'll come with a riff, and it's it's pretty rare that I that I come with a riff and he doesn't spice it up in some way. But let me try to think if that happened at all. I don't know to be honest. But yeah, it's it's definitely like a a, a huge joint process between he and I. That's great. But he, like, it. There were times where it would be like, okay, well, we need a riff like this for this song. And he would sit down for like five minutes and be like, well, here, how about this? And I'd be like, oh, shit, there it is, you know? So he, I mean, he, he definitely impressed me when it came to the writing process this time around. So. That's cool. I'm, I'm psyched to do more. Now, as a singer. Yes. I. Pick, I, I'm like a vocal snob, you okay. know what I mean. Right. I'm sure you do the same thing. Of but course. like, when I hear, when I hear somebody step up a notch, I totally I notice it. That's good. And you went up a notch. Thank you. What, what did you do? Like, what did you? Oh man. Did you? Were, were you listening to different things? Were you trying different uh, approaches to like writing different cadences and rhythms and things like yeah, that? Like, I mean, I definitely made a conscious effort to not do the same thing ever. Right, like at, 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 on the record or compared to the previous records, uh, you know, I wanted it to sound more extreme. I wanted it to sound more emotional, like I, because you know, I mean every damn word I say on that thing, and um, I think I think I I brought in more of what I what what you're gonna hear live rather than working on a song for you know just being like overly clean for the sake of the album like I was yeah. on the last one uh, this time around it was like you know I wasn't afraid to be more gritty and a little more rough yeah all around um, <clears throat> in, in terms of melodies and stuff like a lot of those I 
were written, you know, before we started recording, just from the demos we did, and and you know, I felt really good about them. I, st I still, you know, I'm very, very proud of that of that record. I feel that it's like the the coolest thing that I've been able to be a part of musically yet in my life. That's awesome. I I agree. I I totally think so. I'm psyched you do. Like it. it's to me, it's uh, you know. You you never know what direction a, a young band is gonna go. That's true. What was that? <laughs> Fucking hope somebody you, just stood on. God, I here. hope that showed up on the recording. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you can next time, just let me know. And I'll, I'll put the phone Come down. There. Right. I don't know what that sound is. There's it's ducks really, in here. This bus is very squeaky yeah. and making a lot of weird noises. Uh, yeah, I think with that the record we might have lost some people, which which I you know I didn't really expect. But I remember showing it to a few people before it came out, and they were like, "I don't know if everybody's gonna like it," and because it, it felt like a natural progression to me. But I think other people saw it as this huge leap musically and like creatively. When I never felt that way. I don't. You know? Yeah, I don't see that. I, I, to me, it's it's like what we it's a leap. Next. It's a leap better. It's like Let's you know what see. I mean. It's a. It's like. It's a. It's. I wouldn't say a huge leap. Right. But it's definitely like a good leap. It's a good leap. That see, that's how it's I. It's better. And I think. I think. I think with some people's attention spans, that you know, they listened to it once and and decided that it wasn't the same and that they didn't like it or something, and that you know that's disappointing to me. Small-minded fools. Yeah, true. Straight up, I, you know, good riddance to them. To to be honest, but every now and then, it's good to weed out the weak. To weed out the weak <laughs> from and the fan like, base. And when the pe the people who get it really get it, you know, <clears throat> yeah, like the people. There's people who tell me we're their favorite band ever, and it's, that's insane to me. And I appreciate it so much. And people who go out of their way to buy every shirt we make and. And collect the records and stuff, and, and you know, message me on Facebook and stuff like, yo, this is like, this is changing my life. This record's amazing, great job, and and I, you know, I appreciate that. That's that's what makes me want to continue, right? While, while all these other people in magazines are, are giving it bad reviews and and saying it's you know it's it's not the same or our other shit was better. It's like I have these other people who who get it. And that feels good to know that they're out there. They're not going anywhere. And that you're one of them. It feels great. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, you know what? Like you get those people. They're not going anywhere. They're the ones who. They're the ones who. The diehards who come out who buy tickets to yeah, see you when you come to their town. Who pre-order the album? You know. Um, are you? We we were talking a little bit about, or maybe I was talking to your brother about this, but like, there's a. It's it's gonna be hard to say this without insulting people but you know I, I don't think the people who I would be insulting are going to listen to this anyway let's do it but uh, so you guys have I, I've played some sick shows with you yeah. in the states okay mm -hmm. you are uh, you're playing United Blood Fest yes. this year first time ever for time. it's the first time yeah for us for us as a band yes oh okay Pretty that's crazy. cool man yeah. well you're I, I mean I'm no doubt in my mind you're going to kill it you're going to crush it um, we played United Blood one one year, mm -hmm. and it was the I would say second worst show of wow. my life. Holy crap! United Blood Fest was awesome. It was packed. It was mm -hmm. crazy response for everybody. Right. Every band was crushing it, crushing it, crushing it, crushing it. And Wisdom and Chains went on a stage, and I swear to God, the place emptied out. Really emptied out. There was like 
fifty people left. Wow. It went from like six hundred to fifty. I think with and, Richmond is a very they're they're uh, they're tough nut to crack. It took well, us a long time. <laughs> there's like a tough nut to crack, and then there's also pot, like, like uh, no, you know what? Fuck these guys. Let's get out of here. Well, that's the, what it. That's what it was. Absolutely, was that. It well, wasn't like. Uh, we don't really know them. I will say this. A very similar thing happened with Judge last year. And that's fucking Judge. That's you know? fucking insane. So, I've heard, I heard so think about of, that. I heard Sick of It All say the same sick thing. Sick of It All, same thing. And it's like, think about these are bands, these are legacy acts who deserve all the respect of every single hardcore kid in the world. And they're leaving, you know? So it's it's not you. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's no, I don't. We we played the show anyway. We, I played my hardest. You know how well, I do it. Like I, I pretended like there was six hundred people. I in love it. that. But it's something that I'll never forget. Um, I, it's it's like the the clickiness of mm. certain places mm-hmm. and certain scenes is so bizarre. Um, it, it almost makes you feel like, man, I don't even think these people really like hardcore. I think they just not because they don't like me. That, that that's not what I mean. Right. I just mean because there's like a. Um, uh, you, you ever heard that story, the Emperor's New Clothes? Yeah. Where also everyone Emperor's was New groove great movie. Emperor's New Groove also great <laughs> great movie. Uh, the, everyone's afraid to be the one that says, "Oh, I don't like this." Yeah. Or that's not you know that's not true or this is crazy or you know everyone that's wants is afraid to be the one that steps up and yeah. says like or I like this or I do like which, this which exactly is, which is what took a long time in Richmond in particular with Twitching Tongues it was like there was a, there was this new generation of kids that came along who are fucking awesome there who were like you know what we like this band and it made the older guys check us out and and you know we became friends with all of them and one one amazing thing about Richmond is when a new band comes out of Richmond they back it to the fullest mm-hmm. which i think is amazing because there's some parts of the country where you know a band st- stays a local band forever and they're just stuck opening for the tour packages whenever they come through even if they're a great band even if they're awesome uh, but Richmond you know they do things they have all the support from everyone around them i think it it just it's it takes one of their own to be like you know what we fuck with this to to make the rest of them uh I, you know i i know a lot of those guys love wisdom and chains so I, and, and it's like united blood isn't just richmond like a tons of people from the country come yeah yeah i think what it is is just like <clears throat> it's it's been a fest that's always revolved around like brand new bands yeah know? right right so I I don't know at the time at that one that we played um, and I, don't get me wrong right. I had a great fucking day yeah I saw some sick sets there you go I saw a ridiculous set and I can say with uh, confidence that Joe probably watched every damn band I absolutely did Chromax played Chromax played uh, uh, take offense, great man, fucking I'm, awesome. I'm the first take offense fan. Put on, on, let the record show. That was the first time I saw take I'm the offense. First fan. And now take offense was kind of like what you were talking about, right? Weren't they kind of like stuck in the area, and then yes, something happened. And then they toured, but it's like Richmond happens to be their like biggest market outside of home, and it's and it's very bizarre to me that the whole country doesn't understand how amazing they are. Yeah, the band is amazing. 
We did the same type of run we did with you guys up in Canada. We did with Take Offense. Dude, they rock. So fucking good. Unbelievable music. So good. Great people. So fun live, like just energy and like, it's just awesome. Fucking Uh, The the singer reminds me of Ezek. Yeah, the way he moves on stage and stuff like that, like he, yeah, he reminds all, me of. Whole balance is, he's like a like a little bit smaller version of Ezek, but he's he he's has more like active. all those cool moves. Oh yeah, way more active. He's all over the place. He's like a young like like a, a wind up version of yeah. Ezek, like all he's bouncing fucking, all over. The whole band's awesome. Great band. Yeah. Um. So I guess the point of what we're saying here is uh, Richmond is like. Uh, there would be like a swing state in like elections. They're True. like they're Ohio. It's tough. Like they're you, Ohio. You honestly you don't you don't know whether or not you're gonna do do well there or or not do well. And sometimes it just takes time. Yeah. And in Twitching Tone's case, it took it took a long time. Yeah. And I think we're still working to win everybody over there. But uh, you know, a lot of people who have talked to me have been like, "Yo, man, I like I used to not fuck with you guys, but." You know, new record's awesome, or, or like this song's awesome. Like seeing you change that, and I, you know, I really appreciate that kind of thing. But it's it's great. I think it's one of the best hardcore scenes in the in the world. Yeah, it just takes time. It clearly it's, is. It's like it's, de- it's the shows are always it, sick. A local show will have 150 people with just local bands. You know. Yeah, bands That's that crazy. you see all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. <clears throat> and any touring band like. You're always coming through Richmond if you're touring yeah, the East Coast you and you skip Richmond, you're you're, you're out of your mind. Yeah. So, I just always, I you know, this is the, this is probably the first chance I I actually talked to like a younger right. dude about yeah. what happened because it was so. Um, Did it crush you? No, it didn't crush me. There, like, you there know. have been times where I've played. I mean, I mean, there's times where I've been played Richmond and it's crushed me. Listen, morally, if we. If we played three of those in a row, it would probably crush me. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably crush me. Right. Because the rest of... And not because of them. I would feel like I suck. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, what if... That's what it, it would... It would me. make me feel it's like me. it's definitely yeah. me. Because the next show we played after that was Bananas. Where it was, was like It was um, somewhere in New Jersey, I think. It was that's like a Jersey show. But it was fucking crazy. And then, like, you know, I got... You know... And then you <laughs> built my home, confidence like, yeah, back up, but yeah. And if we play at home, it's you know it's, those shows are always great. Totally. But um, okay. it was such a bizarre thing, and I just I wanted to get your take on it, just see what you thought about like the clickiness of it's, certain places. It, it, and, you know, it happens, but it's you know a lot of it's it's for a reason, and a lot of it comes from the support they have for their own bands, right? Which I think is amazing. Yeah, that's dope. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, do you, Do you want to uh, talk? You have uh, other bands. God's hate. God's hate. Yeah, uh, we have an LP coming out next month on Closed Casket. That's or a couple cool. weeks from now, actually. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. It's the debut LP. Worked real hard on it. It's, it's great to see that you know people are liking the the songs that we're posting. And you so play a lot of shows with it too. You yeah, tour, you tour fre- pretty heavy with frequently. it. Frequently we don't tour, but we've we for some reason when they, we've been able to fly all over and, and play like one off shows. It's so been it awesome. looks like you're touring. Exactly. <laughs> That's the wisdom it's, and change it's trick. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> That's we, what we do. When I when I started the band I really wanted it to be a, a situation where we could just fly and do special things and not be a band that has to tour all the time. Because it's like this is a band we're doing recreationally and not at all for monetary reasons. Right. So, any time I get to play with God's Hate, it's a blast. That's cool. Yeah. Um, 
Do you have any other things going on? Your brother has disgrace. He's got disgrace. He just recorded new nails LP. Nails. Fucking rocks. That's awesome. It's amazing. I just love to see you guys like Thanks, killing man. it, man. It just <laughs> makes me to happy see to killing. see like brothers. What's like, up with doing box cutting? The people want to know. <laughs> nah, nobody wants to know. I want to know. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's up with box cutter is uh, that was like a. Uh, it just started as like we had four extra songs left over from a, a crutch, yeah, uh, seven inch that we did back in ninety six right, or yeah. something ninety seven. Had some leftover songs, and Richie gave them to Stickman from Fury Five and said, "You you want to do something with these?" Yeah. And he came up with the idea of like he wanted to rap over it. Yeah. And I was around, and I said, "All right, I'll, I'll do it too. rap and scream over it." And you know, it just kind of happened like that. Then once we realized like that was the that was the direction, thing. then we wrote an album specifically for that. And the music was a lot different than the EP. Let me tell you guys, listening. Now, I know you're sitting home, and I know a lot of you have already listened to Box Cutter. You're big fans. You're listening to this podcast. You love <laughs> Box Cutter. But if you haven't, there's a song called "Ghetto Story Part 2. <laughs> that you gotta listen to right now, okay? I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> Three, two, yeah. one, and we're <laughs> back. <laughs> At risk of be stuck in your head for weeks. Uh, it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun to do it. We did t- two albums, but it was like we we're never gonna tour with it. Yeah, it's just you know fun. what? We did a couple of shows, probably five, six shows right. ever. Wow. And. I'll be honest with you It just felt goofy Yeah It just felt dumb I understand Like I had to You know I'm like Pretending I'm a, I'm a fucking Like a rapper now Right And I'm not I love hip hop I grew up yeah. listening to it Like it's A part of me And I'm I'm pretty fucking good at it yeah. you, <laughs> I, I agree But and Everybody uh, that just listened To Ghetto Story Part 2 Will yeah. not Will understand that I, I, I'm good at it I know how to do it I know I understand flows I understand rhymes yeah. I understand uh, The tricks that you could do To make words rhyme That don't rhyme yeah. And uh, Rhyming Like rhyming. fire and Those You know <laughs> nah, That's a good one we, You can do that you shit man that You're the master yeah. But uh, It just that's not who I am on stage. I get that. That's not who I am. So I, I try. Wisdom and change is the is you, the realest, man. the realest you just being version you. of us making music that I've ever done. It's amazing. So if if you try anything else, it's it feels like a fake. I get that. So there's no way we could ever go back to doing box cutter and That's other true. things like that. It let just me, it just doesn't feel as good. Let me hit the people with a fun fact real quick. When God's Hate started two years ago. We put out the seven inch, and then I asked Joe what he thought of the possibility of doing a God's Hate box cutter split, <laughs> and he said yes. I did. Yes. Get out of here. You said yes. What? This was gonna be a thing. You were what? Like, you were like, yeah, I'm into that, and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> and then you know, we we ended up just putting out like a seven inch single, and then doing the LP. I said yes. You sir. said yes. Wow. So let the record show. Joe's still got some box cutter left in him. Holy just, shit. Just waiting to come out. <laughs> I can't believe I said yes. <laughs> said That's crazy. Yes. I, I said yes. You wow. said yes. He called me on a good night, man. You were you were feeling you had just you just you know brushed up on your box cutter. You were like, <laughs> you know, this was fun, and then I messaged you. You, were like, you oh called me on a good night then, man. I don't know, dude. Because <laughs> if you know, obviously you asked me right now, I'm saying hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it was sick. That's a fun fact for me, too. That's I didn't, good. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was two years ago, yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. Um, well, 
this was fucking fun. This was awesome. This was very impromptu. We just started having a. We were talking. I was like mid P, and he was like, "Hey, come over here. We're gonna do a podcast." I was like, "Get over here. Dry your dick off. Get over here." So I'm gonna go probably finish that P. Even older ever since. And all these farts that have been slapping out of here. Well, this was a different type of version for Post America podcast. We don't have Richie. We don't have Chris. It probably doesn't sound nearly as good as the other ones. But the content is fucking amazing. Thanks for doing this, bro. Anytime. And uh, I'll try to get your brother on the next one. I love it. All right, man. Peace. Wow. I like that, man. You didn't know any of that shit, did you? See? Very cool. I learned something. You know, that's a good guy, that guy. I like him a lot, man. Very insightful young man. He's a fart smeller. I'll tell you that. He's a fart smeller. (laughs) (laughs) He smells like farts. No, he's a smart fella. Um, Yo, that was very cool. Very yeah, cool. I wish I knew you guys did that. I hope the uh, audio wasn't too bad for the people. That was recorded right onto your iPhone? Yeah, man. And I literally, I recorded it. I sent it to Chris right away. I went up in my bunk and I popped my headphones on and listened to it. And it wasn't too bad. Good job, kid. You did a so, good thing. So, you so good then thing. we, uh, after we had that, we felt a little more confident. Mm. And then we did this. We surely did. Little this interview. one was uh, with... Uh, Sean Martin. Sean Martin of Twitching Tongues, formerly of Hatebreed. And also, a little surprise, Scott Vogel chimed in with some information, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, so all right. I hope everybody enjoys it. Play that shit! Joe, who are we here with right now? All right, we're here with Sean Martin, a.k.a. F. Sean. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. But uh, Sean Martin... Currently of Twitching Tongues. Yeah. Formerly of, go ahead through the list. You just told me some upstairs and it was longer, well, we than, longer than I knew. Definitely yeah. Hatebreed. But yeah, I was in Hatebreed. Uh, before that, I was in 100 Demons. And I was also uh, kind of like a live guitar player and or bass player for Death Threat for a while. Before that, uh, what a resume! I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you just stop there, that's incredible. But it keeps going. Oh well, yeah, and then like it when we were deeper. younger, like before uh, before 100 Demons, we were on a band called Higher Force. And that was uh, that was with Pete. Yep, yep. Any and that stuff out re- recorded? Uh, there's some stuff out there. Like if you scour maybe the I web, you know, a record label. You know, maybe I could find some uh, <laughs> yeah. vinyl. If yeah. there's still anything uh, worth like putting out, you know, it's probably well, shot, 100 but. Demons logo, real big. Featuring members of Hatebreed. You did like ten years in Hatebreed, right? Yeah, yep. Pretty much ten years exactly. Pretty much. Perseverance first record. Yep. Did you do? Was it for the Lions? Was yeah, I did most of that. That was your last one. Yeah, that was pretty much the last thing I did. And it was like two Rise of Brutality in between. Rise of Brutality and then Supremacy. So, so you were just, in the mix on some of the big years. That was the years, with. the growing, you know, where they where they blew into the. Well, the behemoth. was the major yeah. label one, right? Yeah, that was yeah, the first that was uh, the one we came out. That was on Universal. Universal, yeah, yeah. I know my stuff. I know my. History. Yeah, hey man, probably better than me. Some yeah. fucking space kid at half the time. <laughs> no, that's dope. Though. Yeah, so yeah, I did that stuff forever. Left for a while And then uh, these guys Asked me to play And now I'm on tour With them And I love it I'm having a blast That's awesome The the first time I met you Was We were talking About this before But was 98 And I went on tour With my band Mushmouth at the time Who Richie was I actually Richie stepped out Of the band And I stepped in On bass Mm -hmm. And uh, we went on tour Down south With Hatebreed And uh, that was the first time I met you And the, the thing that stuck out Was that you knew Every song 
And I'm I'm not saying every song that you guys were playing. I just mean every song. Like people were trying to stump you. They were calling out <laughs> Metallica songs, Slayer songs, Sepultura songs, oh, and, and Iron Maiden, yeah. uh, Dio. Like just calling out songs, and you just knew it. And you just <laughs> start you fucking knew it on a guitar. Yeah, wow. and you just start playing it, and it was like it blew my fucking mind. It was That's crazy. <laughs> he would just play anything that people yelled out. It was crazy. Oh, never, I've never seen anything like it, man. I probably couldn't do it now. <laughs> it's been a while. Nah, it's like muscle memory I think some of those like I still warm up with all the old like yesterday when I was changing my strings I think I played like 10 songs off of fucking Kill Em All or something just oh what a record always gotta yeah. like those are the fucking roots you have a fun with Twitching Tongues dude I love it it's cool amazing tongues, man. they're great dudes yeah. great band I'm we did a little really run with them years ago how long ago was that it was probably four years ago I was at least four years ago fucking cool dudes man. yeah, yeah really they're great cool. they're yeah. great dudes the band is awesome and then they're just they're they're really really solid people yeah. to boot. So, so are you the guy now, or are you just helping them out and filling in? I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, wow. that's yeah, great. Yeah, man. I'm in full time. Just going to take out. advantage of your songwriting a little bit. They're gonna I hope so, man. I hope we get to you get together them, and though. yeah. Listen, I just put the hammer down. I got twenty two point three percent of every record. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Minimal. we had a, a connection like it was weird like with me and. Um, well, it was me and Colin and Taylor. Basically, we had like really like a an odd co- connection because well, you're all of like nerdy uh, type of guys. Maybe that's we are definitely yeah. nerdy. Oh yeah, I'm a fucking nerd without a doubt. And uh, we had uh, it, it was kind of over over lyrics. I think that's what it was. Yeah, like where they read some of mine and I read some of theirs, and I was like, wow, these we we really think similarly. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. we we kind of had a, a cool connection that way, and I've stayed. Really close in touch with both of them since that tour, you know. No shit, yeah, they're great. But, uh, they're great, like, and, and I'm real happy. I had a long break. I did some other stuff in between, but not a lot of extensive touring and stuff. So it's nice to be back playing heavy music yeah. again and just being able to fucking. Rip. And now the new records are with Metal Blade, right? Yeah, yeah, the new records that's with Metal Blade. Dope, so man. that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool being on Metal Blade. Like, it's like it's I'm not like they are. Like I just joined a band or whatever. Yeah. But like whatever, man. Like yeah. Metal Blade rules. It's like fucking yeah. some, no, some old school shit, that, man. Yeah, it's fucking getting all the old records when I was a kid. Yeah. Metal Blade had its distinct smell when you opened up the vinyl. It had its own thing going. I it's that Norwegian pressing plant. Yeah, whatever pressing plant they use had a nice. Yeah, but it smells, it smells like horse meat or something. Like that. <laughs> so, in so many classic bands in the, in in the past, and a totally dope, relevant band, a band right now, yeah. still kicking it. And this episode, we're talking about tour stories. You've been on many, many tours, I could imagine. Yeah, been on a couple. And we all got crazy stories here and there. So we're gonna see what we got while we're on the Persistence tour tonight in Switzerland. Yeah. Figure we talk to this guy, see if you got any good ones for us. Definitely got some good ones. Yeah, I got ridiculous. Like, there's a man, there's like so many, and I gotta think of ones that aren't you, know, you gotta focus. No, yeah, too wild. You know, it's, too hard, wild. it's hard not to incriminate, you can change but, yeah, or use pig Latin. If you want <laughs> we can, uh, we have the power of editing too. We have a, a master, uh, a master, master engineer. There's just who can bleep anything, <laughs> can make anything go. We've, we've yeah. bleeped a lot of stuff, uh, in previous episodes. Some guys come on and they say too much, and then later on, call you gotta be like, hey, uh, yeah. listen, that was a good time, but here's the deal you gotta get rid of like three yeah. quarters of that interview. I yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mean, we, we, we've completely, literally 
removed somebody from an interview. Oh shit! Like there was like like a, we were we were talking to a specific person. I'll say we, we in the Craig Satari ep, Craig Satari episode. There was another guy there, mm-hmm. and we completely removed all his audio and everything. Oh, like he's shit. not even in it anymore. Oh man, he said too much. He <laughs> talked a little too. Talked much. a little too talked much. Too and much. We're we're not, on the Post America podcast, we're not snitches. Yeah, the snitches. 1984 that shit real quick and just yeah, get out yeah, of there. Yeah. Do a little, little double speak. <laughs> no snitching on the podcast. No, no, no. We try not to. There's like you know, like there's like silly stuff. Like there's like. Uh, it, there's like infinite fight stories, you know, yeah. like whatever. But oh, like, we love those. <laughs> you know, we're going through a really fun one right now. Which I talk about, well. which is uh, our our drummer Luke. Oh. He, I don't know where he got it in his head that he's like a master frontman or something. <laughs> Dude, this he is really, amazing. Yeah, he thinks he's like the master frontman. He's a master. Front and man. I'll say, as far as frontman go, he's not the worst frontman ever. Yeah, for drummer, out of yeah, 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 yeah. He can beat the. He, he's, he's really fine. not. He's, he's great, coming actually. out cold and he's doing it. But you he's know cocky. What I mean? He's a little cocky about cocky it. Is, <laughs> cocky as fuck. Man. He's very cocky. So. uh he did a song. He did spit, spit my rage with terror. Two yeah. successful nights. Two successful nights. Yeah. And, and then that. he, <laughs> the, and then one night he said I'm, he's not going to do it. So Scott got a little insulted. Very insulted. Yeah. And he said, understandably so. Scott may have went a little too far. May, <laughs> yeah. He's up on the kid, Scott. But anyway, it's all done. <laughs> so he said, but he's got uh, a valid point. He you does, know. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He offered this. You know. That's a. A coveted spot. Yeah, singing, it is. You know what I mean? That's a coveted spot. Definitely. A lot of a lot of people would would love to sing that. Yeah. So he uh, he said, "Well, if you're not gonna sing it tonight, you're not gonna ever sing it any night." Yeah. He banned him. He banned him. He banned him and banished him. But I love like the other was it last night or something where Luke was going on about it, arguing with Scott about how he. He made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, like the well, song. I was there. I was ready. I brought it. He said, that song is mine. That yeah. song is he mine. He said, I own that song. Yeah. And I own that song. But I love when he was like, but yeah, but you didn't want to sing it. He goes, yeah. but I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was on stage. And Scott was like, but you didn't want to sing it. He goes, but I was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, but you didn't sing it. He goes, yeah, but I was there. I was ready. Yeah. I just didn't want to sing it that night. <laughs> Not good enough. Scott put it the best. He said, listen. If I'm ready to go to war and I say you ready to go to war with me, I don't want to hear maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. True. And that's yeah. true. That's true. Sorry, yeah. Luke. Yeah. So Luke went and jumped ship and started singing a part for H2O. Yeah. Yeah. And he was subsequently fired from that spot too. So uh, it looks like it's not looking good for Luke in the yeah. frontman business. Oh shit! Boy, he's a hell of a drummer. <laughs> he's talented and, and good entertainment for the tour. He's very good. He didn't get us thrown off yet, so that's good. No, not yet. <laughs> that's always one of those things in the back of your mind, like, oh, who's going to be the crazy one? Who's going to get wild oh, on this tour? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in our band, obviously, Luke is the, the the young wild party guy. Yeah, yeah. But uh. You know, you never know what other bands are capable of, really. He's, so he's, he's out on the road. And I've known Luke forever, like, and he's he's awesome. He's great. Yeah. But he's definitely a mama Luke. He's the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he's amazing. He's great to be around. I have a blast. So I'm, I was psyched, like, because I didn't know that he was in Wisdom and Chains. I just didn't know. And then I came the first <laughs> night of tour. I'm just hanging out, and what he's like f- walks by the dress room. He goes, "Yo." And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Ah! It was like one of those moments, you know? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, this is going to be wild. because I was surprise. Yeah, definitely. He really, he was laying into, he wouldn't he, he wouldn't let uh, Sean take a night off the other day. Yeah, oh, that yeah? was great. Yeah. And then Luke paid for it in the end. I, oh, yeah, Luke paid for it. This guy's got an iron stomach, I think. Him and Martin. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. At one point, he was, 
he kept he kept being like, "Come on, just one, just one." I was like, "I got a night off," and, and Richie's hanging out. He's just we're laughing, and he's like, "Just one, just one." I go, "All right, I'll do one." One turned into like ten, probably for me. Yeah. And he was like, at one point, Richie goes, "Hey, let me ask you something. How come you're all fucked up and ain't even affecting these guys?" And it's just me and Martin. <laughs> we're completely sober. He's like, "I don't know. These guys are fucking ninjas." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Martin was just like, "I could go all night with this. Let's just keep going." <laughs> then he started trying to drink yeah. the water. Oh my god. Yo, he, yo, he was just fun to watch. Oh, Back my unbelievable. unbelievable. I saw a video of him drinking water, and he was, seemed like he was going to throw up. That yeah. was drinking well, water. That was yeah. that night. Uh, he was going vodka, vodka, vodka. Then he was trying to, he was chasing these vodka shots oh. with a McRib sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. After the shot, yeah. a bite of McRib, and he throw it back in the thing. And slam like it shot. shut. Slam it, throw the case. Slam so he had a routine. <laughs> then when the McRib was shot, <laughs> over, he was trying to fucking... Back it with some water. Oh the water was coming up. The he body, couldn't get it down. His body was rejecting yeah. the water. The water, it, the water was a foreign substance in his it body. It just sounds like such a bad idea. Yeah. He kept trying to spit it back into the bottle. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're like, it doesn't work like that. How do you know it doesn't work like that? It was a mess. So you see, there's always stories, constant. Yeah, stories. there's a million. That's the thing. It's like. Yeah. That's why it's probably hard for you to pick. It's one. hard. Like, there's so many silly. Like, that night is like amazing like just ridiculous that's a great just to get into detail that night would be yeah. ridiculous you wouldn't there's, need a video camera for that no. I, got, I got a funny there's so one many, that though. happened a couple days ago where it's involving Luke too but uh so in um uh Oberhausen I think it was we had Oberhausen Oberhausen we had a a contest basically between me and Luke of whether he could whether I could uh what was it? Uh, Just I get him to this. the ground oh, in 30 seconds. You had to get him, <clears throat> you had to grip him up, get him so he couldn't move, submit him, or bring him to the ground within 30 seconds. Okay. So we're we're it was a challenge. We're in a circle. It was a challenge. We cleared a spot in the in the catering room. And uh so Luke was <laughs> Luke was really, really fired up and he he was a little bit afraid. I could see it in his face. Like he was like Gonna fight to the death right now. He was very wiry, <laughs> quick. Very quick, yeah. very wiry. Which I already know because I've lost many races to Luke. Yeah, foot races I love having foot races. He beats me every time, but no you know, shit. It's just a fun time. So, uh, so long story short about this, I I did not get Luke to the ground in thirty seconds. I did not. <laughs> and I felt like if if it was one minute, I probably could have. Yeah. But I honestly did not want to. It was a concrete floor. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing his nice clothes. He has yeah. a nice North Face jacket on. Yeah. And he already has a hurt knee. Yeah. From some other Which shenanigans. Which is another story. And the only <laughs> way that I ever learned how to take someone to the ground is extremely violent. It's yeah, very yeah, violent. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was trying to figure out a way to do it gently, which is, I, I just, I couldn't do it that way. <laughs> I lost the challenge. Man. Long story short, I lost the challenge. And so... Luke <laughs> felt in his mind that he won big time. This yeah. is a major victory. He beat you. He beat me. Yeah. He beat me. He was walking around bragging a little bit. And, and he kept trying to get the answer out of <laughs> yeah. him. He was like, I beat him. I got him. He told me that. Oh, he's going crazy. We're like, wait a yeah. minute. What was the deal? He told us the premise of the challenge and everything. We're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So did you, like, did you whoop his ass or did he just not get you down in 30 seconds? I beat him. Yeah. So okay, so me. you got him on the ground? I beat him. That's all he would say is that he beat you. He beat you. He wouldn't go into any detail about it. And then you find out the truth and you're like, oh my God. That's the first time I heard the actual story That's of what really That was the challenge. That was I knew I knew what the challenge was. Yeah. But the only answer I could get was I beat him. I beat him. Yeah, yeah. That's you it. no details though. So I'm laying in my bunk. I went to bed early that night. I'm laying in my bunk. 
I think I was probably like texting my wife or something like that. And uh, I'm laying in my bunk, and I, Luke comes up really drunk, and he's like, "Hey Joe, hey Joe," and I said, "What's up?" He's like, "You all right, man?" He's like touching my shoulder, like, "Hey man, you all right?" I said, "Yeah, I'm good, man. What's up? You all right?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Just checking on you." Yo, I beat you, nigga. <laughs> and then he went back downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, it was just funny, man. That's it made the me, thing he's been it really made me Scott happy. Every night. Checking on Scott because he's old. Yeah, he's Scott, like, I'm going to so check old. on Scott because he's old. <laughs> he opens his fucking, whatever you call that, curtain, and a couple times, I'm like, hey, Scott, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Like, real pain in the ass. Guy's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> One of these days, though, man, he's going to open it up and somebody's going to be like, no, get help. Yo, you know how it was like, he's going to be like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. yeah. You wake me up wrong, I fucking get, I don't know, I get nervous and start swinging. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, that's so. what, uh, and my son Anthony's like that. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know where he is, he doesn't know, yeah. if he, he doesn't even recognize some your weird face. moment of sleep, yeah. I'm, like, I'm instantly like, yeah. on the offense, like. Yeah. So anyway, let's get, on the defense. you keep on taking all the stories. Give no, the guy one story. All right, go ahead. Oh man, there's just like, so, <laughs> often, there's like funny ones where like, I'll try to do like some, Vignettes, if you will. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's like the time we were on tour. Chris with... could play some cool vignette music right now. <laughs> vignette intro. You got it, Chris. Put that in right there and go. There was the time, uh, I believe we were on tour with Motorhead and the Dropkick Murphys. Holy shit. Already you're starting off great. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which was this a mind is already tour. incredible. Mind, like a, 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 a life affirming yes. tour. You know what That's I mean? Incredible. Are you kidding me? Like, so we got to do that. That's great. But it doesn't mean we weren't animals. Like, we just, yeah. we still hadn't. Learned Matured maybe Yeah we didn't under, yeah. You know we were still Kind of growing As as uh, Professionals I guess yeah. you know, And did, you're on tour Now with professionals Yeah 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 you may may not we're Complete animals yet. Complete yeah. animals Like you know And then there's a million Stories on that tour But uh, th I, I just remember Like one time We had a uh, We ended up With an RV On that tour And after, Okay well first of all We had a van At the beginning Of the tour which the whole entire dashboard like caught fire in Canada or right. no Seattle maybe or Canada I forget but we ended up in Seattle and we sent the guy who was our tour manager at the time home with that van after we got the RV and the van had no lights no dashboard no interior lights oh, like no outside God. lights and we were like all right get this thing back to Connecticut <laughs> yeah good luck from, from Seattle yeah so we got this RV and uh we had a trailer in an RV, and then something happened on the way to one of the shows. We, you know, we were, they were really kind to us, and they were really great, and they ended up really liking us for being the way we were, you know? Like, we were totally unprofessional and maniacal, but, like, yeah. we, we made our, our best effort to, we were trying to learn to, you know, not be crazy. So, like, we made our best effort to get to the show on time, be there for load-in, you know, every time, uh -huh. so... But this one time, we'd, we'd probably pulled a couple of stunts where we were kind of on thin ice a little bit with the TM from Motorhead and stuff, so we had a blowout in our trailer and I was like fuck we're already late oh my fucking god like what are we gonna do we gotta wait like yeah. we got this trailer full of stuff you know like we have a lot of equipment but like whatever so after a couple minutes like I, I don't remember who made the executive decision or if it was even like that I don't know if it was just a thing where we just kind of meeting of the animalistic minds were just like alright this is what we should do we pulled all the equipment out of the trailer put it into the RV unhitched the trailer and just flipped it over the cliff 
Wow. Nice. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Over oh, a tire. Shit. <laughs> just wow. Watched it tumble down the ravine. And just needed a new tire. Yeah, yeah. And then we just fucking, we had to get to the show. We couldn't wait for that shit. Oh, then shit. we get to the show. <laughs> and then they're all like, where's your trailer? And we tell them, we're just like, oh my God. Like, are you serious? And then that night, wherever we were playing, yeah. I'm not, you know, who knows? Yeah. We may or may not have gotten into a fight with the entire security staff, and oh. that was a whole other wonderful. Same night. Same night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Animals. The that band, was just, that was all one the night. bands had to love this though. They had loved to it, love loved it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, and that was why, like, you know, yeah. there's definitely a another situation on that tour where we got into a big fight somewhere, and uh, I'm not gonna say who or what or when or where, but you know, fight. Yeah, we don't snitch here. <clears> but yeah, we like stories though. Next morning, me and my friend that were involved in something. You know, we, we, we were, again, nervous, like, we're going to get thrown off this fucking tour. we got to stop acting like this. You know, we're like, we got to yeah. stop, but we can't. We just can't. Yeah. You know, like, and uh, we see Lemmy, and we're like, <sighs> Wow, Lemmy the king. All right, we got we to gotta, we gotta confront this. we got to just be like, because he was where things happened. It was yeah. outside of where the show was and stuff, but he witnessed a couple things and whatever. We were like, you know, Lemmy was so sorry last night. You, you know, it's, we, we apologize for you having to see that happen and act like that, whatever, yeah. whatever. And he intimated that he had seen what happened and then one of the parties who was may or may not have been a female definitely okay. female uh, <laughs> he basically said are you kidding me i saw what happened she was looking for trouble she was looking for trouble and she was trying to set something up so she could start a fight he goes in this whole thing and he goes and to be honest with you i wouldn't have fucked her with your dick and him pushing wow. <laughs> yeah and we were just like what the what a oh, and there's like awesome. no trouble. There's yeah. like he just had, and then we had that moment. We're just like, oh my god, yeah, that's like fucking stupid. amazing. Like, and what so a great mention stuff. at this time, a couple weeks after the, the guy goes. Yeah. Yo, you know what? Right before I left for this tour, uh, I did a DJ night across the street from the Brassity Brassity Tattoo, Waterbury, Connecticut. Two zero three seven five three two seven two seven. Call for an appointment. We take care of all your tattoo needs. Yeah, I was over there. Boom. <laughs> and we got a bar across the street that you know we've been going to for fuck. We've been in business for like fourteen years. And this is just a neighborhood bar, yeah. you know. And I was kicking over there doing a DJ night, and fucking Al Barr from the Dropkicks walks in. You know, he's just, just by chance. He was visiting friends. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, dope. And uh, he probably, so he probably in, knew you were there, right? Yeah, yeah. He popped oh, okay. in and like, uh, uh, and and he was like, "Fucking let me pass." Like, yeah. He goes, "Dude, we got the tour with him. Like, we did a motor yeah, tour." That's know? such a cool thing. And I was man. just like, oh, "Dude, how sick is that?" Like, yeah. I got goosebumps right now just thinking. Dude, about yeah, it. Like, it's like, too. it's like that. like little kid bucket. It's like the. Yeah, I, my bucket list from 15 years old is like good. I'm good. Like, I never realized how much <laughs> I cared about a guy I never met or know until a dude died. Then I was like, Yeah, that for, that's a of all celebrity deaths. That was a, for some reason I was like, Wow, holy shit! It was my, it, you know, because because that dude was in he, my mind the coolest dude I, ever. I thought it was impossible. I thought it was never gonna happen. Yeah. I really f and. He was 70, I think, when he passed. I didn't realize he was that old. Like, are you kidding me? Who so lives like, that I'm long with that lifestyle, you and know? And still sings, and we're growling. Like, just, played, just played his last few shows, what, yeah. a couple months ago? Yeah. You know? Like, uh, he's the definition of, like... It just made me go back, and I always hit my favorites. I love that song, 1916. Yeah, yeah man. You know, people never, don't mention that. I always hit my favorite, like, tracks, but that made me go back and listen to, like... The rare ones I never listened to yeah. were a fucking dope band. <clears throat> yeah, what a so great attitude. The best band, the best attitude, and again, t I, I can't say enough how well they treated us. Yeah, it was like they didn't have to. An be already cool. established band, big name. I yeah. mean, you probably they probably had like gold records under their belts and oh, stuff. Man, you and can, now they're yeah. dealing with 
maniacs. <laughs> yeah, but they're a bunch of dinglings yeah. who can't get to the show on but time. He, he, because loved, like, he probably respects it. You know, you know. I think they did. I think they yeah. understood that we weren't. We weren't like privileged, spoiled dudes taking it for granted. We were like, yeah, we were fighting tooth and nail to get to that show. And you said that was drop kicks and Motorhead. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's Scarhead was on it for a little while too. Oh my oh, god, god. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. That Scarhead be, was on it for that a minute. That might be a mistake. Evan. Oh, you know that it was so wild. Like, just think about that <laughs> cast of characters. It was yeah. the best for us and the worst for some other people. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we got um uh, when we were on tour, probably two thousand. Nine or eight, maybe, was the first time I ever heard that song. 1916, remember that? Yeah. We were, we had a driver named Ward, and he stopped at this truck stop. It was somewhere in Germany or somewhere. Yeah. And he got this uh, Motorhead Greatest Hits CD. Oh fuck yeah! And 1916 was on it, and yep. I, I, we listened to it on repeat, went to the wall nonstop for yeah. days. Oh man. Days. Days and days and days where I just was like, this is the greatest That's ballad so cool. I've ever and heard. And then when you hear Lemmy wrote for so many other people. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. He, he, oh, man. Hits. Yeah. Hits. Yeah, Close like, your eyes for forever. Hits. Lita yeah, Ford. Dude. Ozzy. He wrote that. And hands him off, you know, like, boom. He was a, a serious musician. Yeah, man. The bass sound, the growling voice. He could have did a lot. He, good guitar tech I heard for Jimi Hendrix. I mean, yep. this guy's the history yeah. of this guy. Hawkwind. Yeah. Got kicked out of Hawkwind. He's too badass. Yeah, dude. What a <laughs> fuck, dude. And, dude, yo, for you to have to say a story with him involved, that's really cool. Yeah, it's crazy. That's it's crazy. Awesome. Like, like I don't... For you for having, like, I, that torn to you. Yeah, belt. thank you. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a firm... I'm the, I've had such a blessed life since I started playing, like, and especially since I joined April, it's mind blowing to me. And I, I don't take it for granted, but sometimes I'll be like with friends and I'll say something. I'm like, oh yeah, the time I was hanging out with Lenny. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, I don't, I'm not trying to be that Listen, dude, man. man. It's just fuck like, you know, that. like, fuck it, it's man. like, it's so cool, just man. Fucking ass and fucking... hang with Lemmy. I did. Yeah, I'm some... Shut up. <laughs> exactly. I'm like some scumbag from Waterbury, fucking Connecticut. Yeah. And I got to hang out with Lemmy. That's fucking yeah, not. Yeah, it's the, the universe let that one slip through the crack. I remember those days like, with April, though. <laughs> I mean, the things you guys were doing were huge. Yeah. Yeah, we like, got to, to me, Hatebreed so was like an inspiration because I'm like the guy who thinks hardcore and that style of music is never respected enough. Yeah. Is never treated the same. And even metal in the big picture isn't respected True. enough. True, yeah, yeah, definitely. But like in hardcore, is like the, the stepchild of all the musics. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why? Why is that? And then you see once in a while, you can see a breakthrough. Yeah. And Hatebreed was a breakthrough, so I was always like a big, like, fucking, yeah, like, sh you know, I mean, I knew Jamie, you know, a little bit back in the day. We yep. dealt with each other a lot, but I was never, like, tight with any of the guys, but I was like a cheerleader on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they did something big, I felt like the whole scene did something big. You know yeah, I mean? definitely. Yeah. I agree. And, uh, you know, I, I got to always, I got to shout out Jamie, man, because he, he made it all happen. He's like, yeah. he really, he had a vision and he followed it. And, and once we assembled the right team and that, whatever, the classic lineup or whatever the fuck, yeah. like, awesome. Like, we were just in it to win it. None of us had anything yeah. to lose. None of us, you know, didn't care if we gained anything. And yeah. we were just like, let's fucking do it. Let's quit our no, jobs. A lot of balls. We got to go on tour, Took you know? a lot of balls, and he, he made a lot of moves and made a lot of alliances and had the balls to approach people that seemed unapproachable. And it was always yeah. business, and he made the business work. We couldn't have done it, you know what I mean? Like, if it yeah. wasn't steered, like... No, he, had to be, he has to be The right way. He's odd. Oh, it's ridiculous. I listen to, I listen we have to, to do, all like, podcasts, and I listen to his also. Yeah. And he once he goes uh, some history like just a, a fucking hustler. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, oh, I mean, we're going to their show and just like waiting for the guy. Yeah, he's waiting back there to give him a demo or just say what's up and yep. check us out, or introduce myself. I'm like, damn, like that's fucking how you do it. He yeah, seems like uh, a lot of people who become successful have like this thing, like where they 
vision. They envision, as I say, yeah, like what could happen. Yeah, yeah. And then they make it like a reality, it's like a manifest destiny yeah. thing. Where and he's like one of those type of definitely, dudes, you know? definitely. Yeah. And then it does. I remember I told him one time, like uh, years ago, our manager at the time, who st they're still with the same management company, I believe, but the main guy had passed away, and we went to his funeral and everything. And I just was like, you know, this is like huge, like a big deal. I felt really bad that the guy passed away, and I was like, yeah. you know, I told Jamie, I was like, yo, I got to thank you and him for like actually putting me in some kind of position to be able to make music for a living it's yeah. fucking crazy I was a roofer when I joined Hatebreed oh, you know what I mean I was playing in 100 That's Demons I was story. playing in Death Threat you know I was yeah. doing my thing but I was a fucking roofer before that I was an automotive dismantler in a junkyard Yeah. you know what I mean so it's like I'm like That's yo you telling me to quit my job so we can go on tour with Danzig yeah hold on let me think about it. Yeah. I'm in the van. Like, you know what I mean? You're punching like, your boss in the fucking face. Yeah, I'm going crazy. Like, yeah, you know? So no, it, it's a yeah. big deal, man. Yeah, that's, so. a, that's like the dream of everyone. Just yeah. to do that, that fuck you, I quit moment. Oh, yeah, know? man. And I did Everybody's it too. I did it perfectly. Man. I walked off the roof and I walked like five miles home. <laughs> yeah. him, with him chasing me in the work truck. Like, come on, Sean. I didn't mean it. Just come back. Come on. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, yo, that's I'm out. That's great, man. I was no, like, no, you know no. where I'm going to be tomorrow? Or in a couple of days? He was like, where? I go, I don't, I said, I'm going to be in a different state every day for the next month doing shit you'll never fucking know. In a million years, you're going to be you're stuck here, fucking roof and fuck you, that type of thing. And you had a time of your life. Had a time of my made life. Made a few bucks, made a lot of friends. Yeah, made the best friends ever. Like, That's it's just, it's really cool, man. Like, it, it, it's like, the stories are so many of them. And it, like, but I, and, it's just amazing that I'm in this position now to be able to tell anything. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. holy fuck, I'm 43 years old. Like, yeah. it's fucking crazy. Like, I'm still, you know, like, I took yeah. the time off and everything. And, like, I'm like, now I'm playing again. Like the second I started playing with these guys, I was like, "You felt it." I, I was like, "I took that was per, that was perfect." I needed to, you yeah. know, get my shit together and fucking. Sometimes do you gotta want things again. Yeah, exactly, you know I mean? exactly. And it just felt perfect. Like yeah. it was the way that happened, and it was so like just out of nowhere. Yeah. And the, everything, the timing was right. What the did they approach you, or did you guys have you had a relationship? How do you? No, know man. Taylor guys? just hit me up, cold email. I never met him before. <laughs> we have a lot of mutual friends. You know, that's we have a ballsy move, friends. man. Yeah, that's yeah. a ballsy there fucking move. He's a hustler too. Yeah, man. And Taylor and Colin are from Connecticut originally. They were born in Connecticut. Really? Yeah. So uh, they're from Bristol originally, I believe, and Hartford as well. But like uh, Bristol is like a uh, in between burb of like Waterbury, where I'm from, and Hartford. So. Uh, <clears throat> that was like a mutual connection, you know, and then we have tons of mutual friends throughout the scene and stuff And he just emailed me. He was like, man, we just recorded our new record uh. um, For whatever reasons, you know, like we're looking for another guitar player We know we're getting some new guys in the band and I know this is crazy. You never met me or anything, but I was wondering if you would want to do a tour, you know, if there That's was any way to do it. I didn't out. know it went down like that. And I That's hit him cool, back, man. and I was like, here's my number, you know, save my whatever. I said, I'll call you in a little bit. I called him. He explained yeah. everything to me, and I was like, uh, yeah, man, you know what? Like, I hit up my wife, and she was like, yeah, of course, go fucking play your guitar. Nice you realize one. you're a guitar player, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah shouts her up. Yeah, she takes care of the fucking giant baby. She makes sure I'm able yeah. to fucking go do my thing. Yeah. So, like, she was like, you're a guitar player. You got to do it. It's been a long time. So I was like, I hit him back, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he was like, whoa, all right, cool. So we're talking. And then he was just like, how about, would you want to do a U.S. tour? Because I was supposed to do this tour. Uh -huh. And they had a U.S. tour coming up. And he was like, how about crazy concept? Would you want to maybe fly out here like a week before this tour starts and that we have coming up and we'll rehearse and maybe do this tour too? And I was like, literally, it didn't even feel weird. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, let's do it. And it just felt totally natural, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I flew out there. I didn't even know these guys yet. Wow. I just flew out what there. What if they were dicks? Right? <laughs> oh, so many of my friends yeah. back home, too, were like, these poor kids, like, they're going to be like, 
you're such an asshole. Like, you're fucking, like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. my friend, like, uh, we were hanging out at one of my friend's son's birthday parties, and uh, it was B- Big Pete for fucking 100 Demons, and he's, yeah. like, putting, like, beer in the cooler and everything, and my other friend Rob is like, so... How long until you think You know you're gonna have A meltdown Like you're gonna lose Your fucking mind Like you know oh, Notorious no of me Like having a short temper No faith in you Yeah and I was like No I, I don't think It's gonna happen And Pete just goes Ha <laughs> ha He's like pointing He's like yeah right Oh okay This is gonna be great I can't wait to hear this shit Dude you kidding me? I haven't fucking yeah. lost. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah, no, it's great. I see you no... smiling every day. The yeah. band sounds dope. That's crazy. I didn't realize it went down like that. That's really, yeah. really ballsy, man. That's really cool. That's yeah. ballsy on both ends. Yeah, Dude, yeah. And when yeah. I hear stuff like that, like I'm telling you, that's why I really like the. Tw- I really like Colin and Taylor. Yeah, stuff man. like that. Where I'm like, man, I, I like these guys more than ever now. Yeah, they're just great. Just going there, do something like they that. They just so like this cool. guitar player. They they probably knew all your shit because they study music. Though. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, they're like they're historians. They're probably like, Definitely. yeah, I wonder if he has anything going on. Hmm. Fuck it, maybe he'll play with us. Let me uh, email him or something. Yeah, shit. and I had he emailed me, uh, he emailed me to my tattoo email that was like on my yeah. Instagram. Like, so he just cold emailed me like just on some. Ah, oh, it's dope, man. You know, ninety percent people wouldn't even fucking reply to that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. You know I mean, that's cool. Like both ends are just ballsy. That's yeah. And I was like, it was you know, so I play with dudes I never met before, and they're like, let's tour with this fucking dude that we we never met. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. And it, it, it definitely, I, I appreciated that end yeah. of it, you know, and I and it really gave me a, uh, yeah. it gave me a. I was like, all right, there's no bullshit involved. Like it's like straight shooter, you know. Yeah. And then when I met him, when I got there, it was, it was like we knew each other for ten years That's within cool. five minutes of hanging out. Like so, it was a pr- good. And you guys in a band, Ken, you don't like a little bit. No, uh, I can't say. Anyone anyone you, I try to get a little dirt. <laughs> I told you the first question I was going to ask was, who do you hate? <laughs> Who do you hate? Such a long list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what? No, I really don't. I don't. I don't got any problem with anybody. Breed, though, what did happen with Haybreed? Uh, you just know, had enough. Ten years. I was. I was burnt out. Ten I years was a long out. time. Yeah, and we hit it hard too. You know, we, at one point, you know, we were doing like three hundred days a year, seven yeah. days a week. Well, that was there was probably no busier tour schedule no, than those no. first 10 years no way. well that's not the first 10 years but yeah. that since the Universal release oh film. yeah from 2002 uh, probably 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 you know 2007 we, we hit it hard yeah. you know yeah. and, and I and I loved it man but there, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I just got burnt out I was a miserable bastard you know Yeah. and I always said to myself not from the beginning though no no how no. long do you think it took uh, you, I think it was like uh we're podcasting over hey, here. What's wrong with you? Oh, you want to get in on this? Sit down. Let's talk this story. You get Sit in down. on this? I think you guys got your hands full. We could you just got your hands me. full. I'll be there in two minutes. But Come on. Yeah, no, no, we're, no, we're, we're here. Recording, man. You listen, you learned something over Scott here. Scott Vogel's going to happen, hopefully, in a minute. Yeah, he's too good for us. He said we had our hands full. He had like seven outfits, a duffel bag. <laughs> he had his hands full. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I was just, uh, I wasn't... You know, I just got burnt, man. It's it's, it's definitely like uh, in the beginning, I was excited, but I was always, you know, in, in the defense of everything, I'm, I've I, I could be a bit of a prick when I was a little younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not not in a, not like that's a long I just, time. Like, ah, like I would definitely let it be known that I was mad. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? That's the right. best way to put it. You that's know? a long ah, time. Like just being a nut. You know, like I can't take a god break shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was an idiot. You know, that's I've grown really, up a lot. That's you know? really like the foundation of of the band. Like yeah. those first, the, and that's like relentless touring. Yep. Yeah, that's hard for anybody to be part of. But yeah, but you know, and it was a thing too. Like uh, we were gonna take a little bit of time off, and I and I and also I had just bought a house. Uh, I had a couple other things that I was about to work on musically because we were gonna take in a lot of time, amount of time off, and then that kind of fell through. 
and we were going to go back out, and that's when I kind of... The decision to go back out earlier than you thought? Yeah, I was just like, you know, I I had a lot of anxiety towards the end, too. Like, like when it came to leaving for tour and stuff, like, I definitely was, like, bad, like, bad, like, walking around my apartment circling, like... Well, like the days as it's coming. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I can't leave my house. Like, I, got, yeah. I, got, I got a little kooky, I'll be the first to admit. You know, I yeah. snapped out of it, but like, How I would always take, go. Like, but five, six years into it or before that started happening? No, nah, it got pretty bad right towards the end. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I never didn't appreciate it. I always loved it, man. Like, yeah. I was always thankful to be there and everything, but you know, in the, the, the fucking war in my head was going on the whole time though you know did you so, have any say over like your replacement did you were you any part of that or were you just like i'm done yeah no i just uh there's a lot of fun actually there's a lot of history between me and wayne too like so like it's like one of those things where uh when they actually he ended up becoming my replacement he's the original guitar player for hatebreed no, oh really yeah he played on the all, all the first so he shit. patiently waited <laughs> in the shadows yeah and we and me and him have known each other man since the 80s like he used to live his his um he used to visit, I think it was his mom, or his, I think he might have, no, I think it was his dad lived on my street in Waterbury. He lived in Bridgeport, and he would come up in the summer and kick it for a few yeah. weeks. So back then, if you listened to, like, thrash metal or hardcore or anything, it was, like, maybe 10 kids in the whole city, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, we were friends since back then. I know they have a uh, a Gibson endorsement now, did they, back then? No. Damn. No. I was going to see what you got laying around the house. Yeah, I got a bunch <laughs> of them, though. I always just bought them. Like, I yeah. definitely have been using Les Paul Customs my, yeah. like, since I was, like, 15, man. It's been, that's it, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so it wasn't anything bad. There was no bad blood. It wasn't anything that I was like, ah, Just then become a little, uh... He made. He sounds like he's a real. You know, it could be a pain in the ass sometimes. Nah, we were always cool. We were always, we were always cool. Honestly, like yeah. like yeah, man. I know it's it might be hard to believe. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, we always had a great relationship yeah, while I was good. in the band and that's stuff. Good. It was never when I decided to leave. He and I had a long talk about it. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. There was no hidedness. There was no. That's know? awesome. That's yeah, good yeah. To hear. Still cool. Still cool yeah. with everybody. Matt, Matt Byrne and I were texting the other day. Like we're reg- regular dudes, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like we're just regular friends. Yeah. Like I don't go to a lot of hatred shows and people are always like, "Why don't you go to hatred shows?" Like I can go have breakfast. With Beatty, like yeah. I don't have to go to the show. Like you know what I mean. Like I could, I kick it. Like if I'm in What's Florida, your I go to Frank. My favorite is Satisfaction. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah, yeah. Because you could look at at that mm-hmm. as like someone from the outside. Yeah, and it was a landmark in time. It was yeah. definitely no, a lot of, you know, it was, it was a time when yeah. you know things were starting to really pop off. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought that record was amazing oh, when it came is, out. I was that, jealous. That still gets played. Yeah, I was jealous. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> Tightened up all the songwriting and everything between yep. the Under the Knife and Satisfaction. Yeah, it was just. Such, but it was. A, I gotta it was tell like, you, wow, it, this is this is next level. To have to follow, to have to be the guitar player after the fact. Yeah. And have to follow that record up was, was. Oh, no pressure at all. Yeah. No, not, yeah, but <laughs> I, think, I think you did pretty good though, man. Thanks. I, think you did a good job at that. I would say the majority of the fans wouldn't pick that one. You know what I mean? Because the, the majority of fans are. New, yeah, yeah. The majority like of the fans came out way after that. that. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. You know, like, I mean, perseverance kind of drives a lot of sand, you know. Uh, Rise yeah. of Brutality is my favorite one that I played on. Yeah, that yeah. was hard, man. The favorite one that I played on is Rise yeah. of Brutality, definitely. Yeah, and they got a new one coming out. Yeah, they're in the studio right now. Yeah, I think I don't know if they're done yet, but I know they were in the studio with Zeus again. That's cool. Dude. Yeah, Chris, our, our, our guy just sat down. He missed a story. He gave us a great tour story about a tour Hatebreed did with. Motorhead and Dropkick Murphys wow. back in the day where these guys were just tearing shit up. They got a fucking flat tire in the trailer. They're running late. Instead of changing the tire, they took the gear out, put it in an RV, and took the trailer and threw it off a cliff. <laughs> That's awesome. <Yeah. laughs> and there's so many silly, you know, like, yeah. it's just like, there's, I was telling you about one before. Similar, 
we should have learned not to take RVs and fucking whatever. But another time we were on tour with Soulfly and Neurosis. And like, wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> and Dropkick uh, Murphy's Motorhead, Soulfly and Neurosis. Yep. And uh, we, similar situation happened. And uh, we, I gotta think, how did it fucking go exactly though? I gotta get, see, it's like, I didn't blur my stories. Yeah. Like, it's I like one week in myself. my mind. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But I'm trying to think that, what do we do to that RV? We did something bad to that Different one. RV? Different RV, but what the fuck happened to it? I you used it for a bank robbery. <laughs> that no, yeah, no, that was on. Know. That was when we toured with Deep Purple and yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Oh man, what the hell happened with that though? Oh, I lost. I forgot, man. It went away. It's all the LSD. Man. You lost so. your train of thought. You <laughs> yeah. Now you're yeah, the yeah. kind of guy who I noticed you. You seem to be like not maybe a little bit of an insomniac. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like you stay up all night. Like yeah. Making music, you you really like making hip beats, hip hop beats, yep. and house music beats and stuff yep. like that. Is that uh, is that helpful on tour, or is that yeah. pain in the ass on tour? No, I love it. Sometimes when I get a moment to do it, you know what I mean. It's like it clear my head and like get me get my brain working. I'm at home, man. I stay up all night working on music. You know, no matter what. To my to sometimes yeah. that's the smartest thing to do but you know yeah. it's not like I'm home sniffing mountains of coke and you know being yeah, a yeah. I'm just making beats making yeah. beats is dope man and yeah. I heard you, you played a bunch for me last night and you're very good at it thank you thank you very yeah, much you have a signature sound which I picked out pretty quickly right yeah yeah Whalers. Whale, yeah. <laughs> the Connecticut, Connecticut whales. Connecticut whalers. Everything, and then I was like, whoa, you know what? You're right. Everything kind of has like an underwater. It's got like a humpback whale type of a thing. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that one Star Trek movie. When I'm tracking oh, down the fucking whales two. to bring them out of space. Right, that was number two, right, Chris? Doesn't matter. Oh, hey, I remember. Okay, yeah, so we were in the RV with Soulfly Neurosis Tour. Okay, oh. it just fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. Whatever, something happened. It broke down. We're in the middle of the desert in Texas. Like, we're literally like, we just abandon the RV. Like, we just go to a shop. Roadside service or whatever. I forget what the... We were in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, there was yeah. like one town like an hour drive away. And these dudes helped us. We were on our way to Austin. Dudes in a pickup truck drove by, saw we were broken down. They figured it all out. They got the RV taken to the place. And we just left it behind. Like, we were like, all right, we got to get to the show. These guys, our tour manager at the time, Sully. Shout out Michael Sullivan. <laughs> he uh, he worked it out with these guys that they would give us a ride to Austin in their pickup truck. So you got to figure. How's that possible? Yeah, exactly. So the way it works is Jamie, uh, Dimmy Duvas was in the band at the time. Yeah. And uh, still suit Dimmy. And I think he was in Scarhead in the beginning and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that shout out, Dimmy. I love him to death forever. And uh, he was in the band at the time. So, and he was a little guy, so it didn't pick up that much room. Uh -huh. but, like, but you figure it was Jamie, Dimmy on drums. Boulder, who wasn't the smallest guy in the world, and our tour manager, and then homeboy driving the truck, and then his boy to drive back with him. So that's, that's six. six dudes in the front of the truck. Yeah. And then me and Beatty took one for the team and sat in the back of the pickup truck. With gear and stuff? With the little bit of gear that we had, yeah. too, because we were, like, kind of, like, really, like, like two half stacks and, like, whatever. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it was not a lot. So, um, and we were just like, holy shit, it was like a four-hour drive in the desert. And we we just bananas. we they filled up a big Gatorade <laughs> thing like a big Gatorade one of those things they dump over you when you win the yeah. game and they filled it up with ice water and then they gave us a couple towels and we just fucking dipped it in there and we just put them over oh, we put it over our head like this that's wow man, we just that's sat in the back shit. of the pickup truck for like four hours got to the show was it like daylight hours 
Yeah, yeah. yeah you're getting burned day. alive. That's yeah, some yeah, man shit the right yeah, there, yeah, man. That's what shit. men do. Some Clint Eastwood shit right <laughs> there. Had to get to the show, you, you know? Skid Row would do that? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. That's tough. They might, they yeah, might. They, might. Yeah. But they got the hair to protect them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me and Chris did not have the hair to Poor protect Sean's, them. Poor Sean's, yeah. Yeah, are you kidding me? Look at yeah. that. <laughs> That's fucking bananas. But there's so much stupid shit like that. Like, you know, like, we would always, like, our thing was like, we gotta get to the show! Or we're gonna get kicked off the tour. We gotta get to yeah. the show, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it was always some ridiculous. We were always on always on thin ice that was working it worked those are the working years you did yeah, you did. yeah man cool. it, I'm glad you did wouldn't it be nice it was, to uh, be in that band now brought success private jets each, each member all the Ferraris they have it's yeah. unbelievable <laughs> I was like wow man I left the band they got the private jet everyone got a Ferrari and a Rolex fuck <laughs> no. no props to Hatebreed man because like I said that's uh I, be, I was a cheerleader for the band because if they yeah. did something I felt like oh the whole scene gets uh a prop, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it elevates the whole genre of music. All that other shit. Yeah, yeah it elevates, it elevates the whole punk. genre. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to another been, level. Yeah, and I'm honored yeah. to have been a part of it and to have been able to be a part of a band that did so much. You know, it's never. Yeah. It's not, like I said before, like just me being a kid from Waterbury, Connecticut. It's like mind blowing the yeah. shit that I've gotten to do, and I and I appreciate every every second of being in that band. Nice. Like I said, I just went a little ape shit. I had to get my shit together for a while. Not a bad, you know. Oh, you're all right. Yeah, I'm great. It's I learned how to tattoo. I got married. You know, I did. A, yeah. I, I made a lot of positive. You like tattooing? I love it. I love it. That looks like it's fucking hard. Man. It's the hardest thing I've ever learned how to do in my yeah. entire life. Yeah, definitely. Your hand hurt? I could, nah, like believe it or not, I'm still doing all right. Like, yeah, yeah knock on linoleum. I hate getting tattooed. That shit <laughs> fucking hurts. Nah, the older we get, it's the worst goddamn oh. thing. And I just have like a bodysuit of unfinished work. I'm just no. Yeah, and that noise. anymore. But yeah, so I made a lot of positive you know changes in my life and like more or less got my shit together you know got married to a great woman and yeah. learned a new career and 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 still made music you know i did stuff I, I co-wrote music for cold cave i did a bunch of stuff for them uh i got to play guitar for kid cuddy for a year like nice. i did a bunch of touring with him and then i, I uh, co-wrote and produced a record for a rapper named cage on def jux records it came out year like 2009 did a tour with him so i did some little you know i was doing stuff yeah. in the meantime but under the radar and out outside my normal genre if you will and is this true or false i have eyes and ears on this tour and i've been noticing and hearing about a song that you're doing with mad joe black i don't know if we're allowed to talk about it well Did i say too much is I, management involved I, the cat's out of the bag now <laughs> But yeah, me and Sean were working on a little old school project. Old school as an old school rap. Old school rap oh, as in old, as in Schooly D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Schooly D, you know, D as a PA guy. Yeah, definitely. He's a Philly guy, right? That's yeah, right. Yep. Schooly D, Parkside Killers, baby. Yep. PSK. Definitely. <laughs> so we're we're working on. It. Hopefully, it'll be released by the time this tour is finished. Actually. Yeah, I mean, we got it done pretty much. We just got to record it now. Oh, I got to yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like old school yeah. def definitely like a schooly D vibe with the drums big reverbed out like 909 <laughs> drums yeah. <laughs> yeah yo you hear uh, you need a, a hype man hype man well on this tour we got about 30 hype uh, yeah yeah I think <laughs> we do need some backup vocals yeah we gotta figure out a few parts we gotta figure out some background vocals let me for ask a few this. parts but let me look at this tour laminate right now Utrecht Netherlands that's the last show is it possible to play this song at the last show Play it live? Yes I think so Like over the PA you mean? Get a, yeah you two rapping And him fucking standing somewhere Pretend like he's <laughs> Pretend got like he's got turntables turn <laughs> uh, Yeah I think it's possible I mean I would I, I'm down whatever. Would I you think do it? I think yeah I'll do Listen, it Listen if it's whack Don't do it That's bad for the band Richie 
Are like you it, kidding me? You, I don't. I haven't heard the lyrics. <laughs> I don't make. I don't make whack rap songs. Ah, you gotta come out strong. Right. Don't come at all. Fury Five. Baby. I don't make <laughs> whack songs. All right. So it's not whack. It's the shit. All right. I'm, I, I'm confident. I just didn't hear it yet. I love so, it. That's cool. So I you hate see how so. shit. You see how shit works. I know. It's yeah. amazing, this man. This guy gets I, a call from a stranger. <laughs> he fucking says yes. He comes on tour. He's playing guitar. He meets another guy. He's fucking writing a beat. And you're rapping over it. Yeah. This is life. It baby. turns yeah. out that the whole journey was for this song that we're doing. Oh it's shit! Crazy. It's for me so to far. Get crazy. To do this so song. Far. It's crazy. It's amazing the way the universe works. <laughs> it's mind boggling. Next like, what know. a path. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crazy path to your destiny. <laughs> yep. That's it. And then and here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and we got two good stories, Adam, for the special tour stories episode. Very good. Chris, you better be on your game for this one. You got a lot of editing. A lot of editing. <laughs> nah. a lot of people under the bus. <laughs> no, we don't snitch. No, so no don't I don't snitch. snitch. I know how to tell a story without saying names. Yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> well, I, that was dope, man. I'm glad you came on the bus. Thanks for taking some time. Oh, thanks Show for having us. me, man. I'm psyched. And if you think, we're, we're, we're here for another, you know, week, week yeah. and a half or whatever. So if you think of any other ones, we'll, Yo, we'll, I, we'll do it again. I think, I'm sure it's going to come to me now. It's like, it's like, it's like the other night when we were having uh, our rap roundtable debate. Yeah. Whenever you say the story or the two or three, you're like, but then, oh, like in an hour, I'm going to be like, just go back up there. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. All right, there's this time. Like, I want to mention that people are going to want to know who you picked for the rap roundtable debate greatest. Oh, man. What okay. Was it so it was three? top. We up, started with top three, but yeah. then we decided that top three wasn't enough. We yeah. needed to at least go five. Okay. So. Uh, and, for and so, up. I would have loved it, but. <laughs> the number one, you were you were up and you went to bed like during it. Oh. So number one was the the uh, MC, right? Yeah. It was the top five MCs. Mm -hmm. Number two was top five rap groups. Yep. Mm, that's okay. And uh, some people had a different definition of what a rap group is. Yeah. For instance, yeah. Scott said, I think it was Scott. You said Gangstar for a group, right? Hmm. That's a group. So Scott said gangstar <laughs> for the group. He's wearing a gangstar sh uh, shirt right now. Yeah. But um Shit. So uh but some of us were thinking more like like uh a group of MCs. Like Wu Tang, Wu Tang, yeah. NWA. Yeah. NWA, yeah. So that was a little cloud the lines were a little clouded. But then there was a third which was We went to Cali hard. Oh yeah, we did regional. Mm. So we did the Dirty South, mm -hmm. we did uh, California. We Nothing did... good out of the Dirty South, I'll put that out there now. Yeah, no, you're wrong. No way, you're Ghetto wrong. Boys. You're wrong about that. Ghetto Boys, the one dude that's good from Brooklyn, Bushwick Bill, my midget friend. Respect. <laughs> He's from Brooklyn, right? I don't know. I mean, his name's Bushwick. I don't know if he's actually. Yeah, he moved there. That's why they call him Bushwick Bill. He's from Bushwick, Brooklyn. I got to school everybody. Hip hop history. But um, right, so just give me. The, you're making a big deal about it. Just give me the top guy. Who's the top guy? It was all over the place. Well, that's the whole thing. Is that the, the best part is nothing happened. Changing. Yeah. Because all all it was was like a two and a half hour argument uh, where the list would change because the that's what I was saying. It's like you say uh, like I would be like, all right, my number one rapper is blah 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 blah. And then, blah. Went and then nuts. Scott would be like, how can you say that? And I'd be like, wait a minute, I don't know, wait a minute. And like, it was like one of those things. I mean, yeah. Joe would talk about like, that's one of those nights where we're all going to go to our bunks being like, why did I say that for my, I can't. I wanted to wake, every, I say, like, I wanted to wake everyone back up yeah. and be like, all right, hold on. I want to make a few statements. A few things <laughs> yeah. I said were wrong. And a couple of them were very, very true. Is it safe to say most people correctly said Nas? Yeah, Nas was, I think, Nas was in most people's okay. top yeah, five. Yeah, Nas was okay, in everybody's. Good, good, yeah. Good, yeah, for good. sure. Respect to Nas. That's but, a classic. Uh, that's another argument. For we had an earlier argument with Scott. Well, we'll talk to Scott later, but he's a big fan of Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah. Ah, come on. 
I like Gorilla Biscuits. Don't, yeah, they're all right. Of, me sit over that was one of my first. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my first uh, tapes I ever had yeah, in the cool. music. Then I love it. You see what else is out there? You're like, oh, okay, now I get it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the appetizer to the other stuff that I liked. Uh, I don't know, maybe you, but it, it was. I'm I, I to like Gorilla Biscuits. Tongue. This is bullshit. <laughs> Scott, you don't have to bite your tongue. You can come over here. Introduction. <laughs> fucking dissed <laughs> Come over here Come over to the mic Let's get in on well, this Let's set Scott up For the tour story episode Okay yeah I'm we'll waiting look. for Sean To put his fucking camera On dip shit Dip <laughs> Dip shit <laughs> Yo hold on Hold on This is this is falling apart here on, I want Sean To put his top Rappers out there Cause this motherfucker has Alright go back to that Alright Scott's mad This guy's got knowledge But Scott's also mad I don't mad. agree But he's got knowledge Scott's mad at me Because I happen to Personally, like Cameron more than anybody else in the world oh. as a rapper. All right, <laughs> you know, and I, I've been around for a long time, you know. Yeah. But and, and over the, I'm talking about who, who has uh, peaked, peaked my interest and 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 kept it for such a long yeah. time. Is that? It's, I don't know much about you know? them, but I can't back any rapper named after a female actress. <laughs> <laughs> I hey man, well it's Cam <laughs> Cameron Diaz. Ron, it's not oh, okay. Cam, I Cameron. No. I don't know much about Cameron. I know the name. <laughs> well, I'm sure his name. name is Cameron, but yeah. but still. And Scott gets a little mad about that. Whatever. Yeah, he got he mad when I said the best. Red over he got mad steaming. at me when I said the best rap group ever was Diplomats. He got mad at that. But luckily, I have Martine Stewart on my side to back me up. On <laughs> Diplomats. That. Ah, I always like their logo because it reminds me of Ramones logo. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like oh, it's cool. But I don't yeah. know much about the music. I got it. But honest. again, like so, you know, and and me and Scott have been friends for a very, very long time. And we, one of the things that is our our part of our friendship is we both have a, a strong love for hip hop. Also, music. now white wine in and, one sip bottle, <laughs> one sip bottle, and also drinking a bottle of white wine in one sip. But as I love that he calls it a sip. Number sip. one, yeah. Chug. When you chug half a bottle yeah, of wine, yeah. it's just a sip. sip. To him. <laughs> I've seen him do. 55% vodka, 40, what would that be on the uh, Red Bull side? The other 45. 45% <laughs> Red Bull, one sip twice in a row there. One sip is like, you know, I 11 mean, gulps. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Sean have a whole different story about the two words, chug this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a good story. Who wants to tell it? Who wants to tell it, Scott? Go ahead. He can tell it because he chugged and I was too drunk to pick my head up so he probably has a better uh, recollection of the chug but the story revolves around one of the most amazing individuals in the world Mr. Frank Three Guns that we've both spent a lot of yeah. we're both in a band guys. with uh-huh. we both uh, probably ringworm fans Cleveland fans alcohol fans <laughs> and coolness fans but I think Sean could tell it because when I got past the chug my head was straight to the ground. I was chugged out, and he uh, he backed me up. It was basically like I took care. This of guy it. took my back. You took the baton. <laughs> I took care of situations. All right, so here's the, be the best way is where the story starts. We're in Australia. To so we're not show. We're, we're in Australia on tour with Slipknot, and Terror flies out to hang out. That's true. Wow. <laughs> All this baby. Dope. <laughs> we just so, get on a plane, plane and say we got to see our boys. Yeah. So they come to hang. They were in Australia as well, but or were you? No, you were in New Zealand, I think. It was some same, close enough to where you flew thing. over, and it was fucking awesome. Same like thing. we were like, "Yes, they're coming to hang out." So we have a great time, great show, crazy, crazy arena, like crazy shit. Like we did a bunch of tours of Slipknot that were pretty, pretty mind blowing to say the least. And uh, these guys come out, we're partying, f full bore, like, uh oh, like I was 
on my shit. Like I was, just, that's when I was, yeah, at the big, like gallon of whiskey a night. Like I was like, like, you know, I was out of my mind having a great time. And three gun. So much different now. <laughs> it is a little bit different. It's like it's just a few drinks with you now, as opposed to like me with a, me alone with a bottle of whiskey crying. <laughs> but uh, so Frank was in terror at the time, so they all came to hang, and uh, we're all backstage. We're all you know pretty pretty drunk. We're hanging out and everything, and, and uh, Frank's sitting in the middle. Scott's here, and I'm on the other side of Frank, and I see him go to Scott. And he has a full drink of I don't even remember what it was. It was something. Really who wild. Knows. Who knows? Who knows? And he looks at Scott and he goes, chug this. And Scott goes, no way. <laughs> he's like, drink it. And he's like, no. And he's like, come on. Scott's like, no. Like, you know, he's like, what the fuck, man? I'm chug shot. This. Like, he's like, chug this. He looks over at me and he goes, hey, will you do me a favor? And I went, I'll do anything for you. He goes, will you, ch- will you chug this? And he just took it out of his hand and put it down. He was wow. like, thank you. <laughs> so you still don't know what it was. And then I said, I don't know who it was, but I know I put someone's head through the wall like right after that. Wow. And I can't remember anything else other than oh no! Like I think it was Doug or something That's ridiculous. Like, like <laughs> it was a picture of violence. Or like Doug like moshed through the room and went through the wall. It was something awesome and ridiculous. Like You remember the time in um the Webster Theater, one of those Connecticut places, when Pete uh, no warning played. Oh, it's no, probably no warning. Hate breed, terror, full blown chaos. Sick of it all tour. Yep. Ben Cook, little ass Ben Cook, was standing against a wall in the backstage, and there were like these weak walls. And Pete just punched his two hands <laughs> through the walls like fucking the Incredible Hulk. Grabbed Ben Cook and pulled Ooh. him into the next room. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking like, uh, amazing. He was just standing there in the room with one dude, and now he's in the next room. <laughs> yeah, he's wow. the door. fucking Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so dude, amazing. Pete is a big fucking guy, man. Jesus yeah. That's Christ. a big dude. It's like a silverback type dude. Yeah. I, can t- I can completely picture that. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yo, since Scott's here, I just want to put it on record. If, if you ever need a guitar player, and you want your band to be all American, you throw out the Canadian. I'm in. in. No, no, no. <laughs> and if you ever want your band to be all white, you throw out Martine and I'm in. Well, so I mean, pick either guy and I'm in. I'm not really part of this, but I want to say one last thing. Wisdom and Chain's current drummer has got a lot of fucking problems. That guy's got <laughs> some motherfucking problems. That guy's got some problems. We, we touched on it earlier. We touched on it earlier. Your beef with uh, with Luke. He's disappeared no, all night. I got no. Yeah, I think you really might have hurt his feelings. Maybe I think you really might have cut him a little a too deep. You know how a, he naturally yo, is. The kid's got a mouth. He's got a mouth He's on. not asking to get it taken easy. <laughs> if you're like, chug this, he'll be like, give me two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fill another one up. Hey, do me a favor, chug this. Yeah, no problem. What is this all we got? What are we doing? I thought we were drinking. What's going on? Like, he's like, six and coke. <laughs> got six, got coke? Hashtag six and coke. Is hey, good for I've, I've, always said, <laughs> I've always said this thing that if, if I fuck with you and give you a lot of attention, that's my way of... Male flirting with you That means I like yeah. you, guys, you know? So next you're gonna try Fucking Luke Is that what it's you're like, telling me like Is that what you're telling me Better watch that ass <laughs> He's in one bunk be Below me if, if he has a red light on In his bunk It's over 
Yo, so, lights on, you got a 50, get that fucking shot out. <laughs> Pop it off. Do you appreciate that he comes in your bunk and checks on you twice a night? No, I don't fucking appreciate that at all. I do not appreciate that. That's that's a kind gesture. He right? really cares. Like you were talking about your male flirting, that's his ma- that's his like paternal instinct. That's like he's like, him, let me check on my boy. Here. That's let me him check on my kid. Missing me like, yo, I'm going to bed and like, no you're not. I, I need you. He hates when you go to bed. <laughs> He does hate Yo, one time I, I dropped him at a hotel one time. Oh, when the party's oh. over, he And he back. was like, he would not let me leave. I was yeah. like, yo, I got, over, I got my kids in the car, dude. I, I got to get home. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, dude, you going to leave me? You really going to leave me here? You serious? You seriously going to leave me here? What the fuck am I going to do? Joe, what am I going to do? No, Joe. And I was like driving away, and he's in front of a Holiday Inn. Like, yeah, like outstretched wow. hand. I heard, a, I heard a good <laughs> story fella. From, from Nick, uh, Ter- uh, Terrace drummer Nick Jett, was like, I, I realized today that like two years ago from Tsunami Fest or uh, what's the other thing? Not Tsunami. Keystone. Keystone Nick. Uh, <laughs> Nick's known to drive. Like uh-huh. Nick's a driver. I don't know why he was driving Backtrack's van. Maybe was playing for him or whatever. But he was like, I drove Backtrack from PA to New York. Luke drove in the van We pulled off in the Bronx And dropped him off And we kept going to Long Island So somehow Someway Two years ago uh, Nick Dropped fucking Luke off At his house That sounds about right Yeah he'll weasel his way On everything <laughs> <laughs> Yo could you just drop me off I'm right in the Bronx It's on the way It's on the way I'll show you It's on the way Get your pie <laughs> Alright, good, good. Wrap it up, Joe. Alright, this was really, really fun. We could do it again. If you think of other stories you want to tell Scott, Chris, you got any yeah, I know you got cool stories. Sean, this is amazing. Uh the tour's halfway over. We're having a great time. So Sean Martin, one of the realists. Yeah. yeah. One of the realists. Oh, you kind of, you're gonna blush and cry all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh thank you guys for listening and we'll be back with more stories. Peace. All right, boy, that's good. <laughs> good so to remember this. That was something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good times, baby. Good times. It's through oh, the trailer man. right off a cliff. Off a cliff. All right, right that's off. How you do. That's how animals. You do. Animals. Hey, guess what? That's a wrap. All right, baby. Another post America in the books. I hope you enjoyed that one. We got another one coming real soon. A to the sap. So, um, thank you everyone for listening. At Post Americans on Twitter, at Post America Podcast on Instagram. If you want to write us a long letter, a question, a comment, a complaint, whatever, no send complaints. Post America Podcast at gmail.com, and we will talk to you all very soon. Thanks. Out. Oh.